Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM mm-hmm. 750 WSB. One of the longest weeks in recent memory we had. I had to fill in for Erickson. We had breaking news, and I am just wiped out. I'm pooped, as you will. So we're going to have fun tonight. We're going to kick the fun off with uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time. And I'm not just saying that because he's in front of me. I actually do mean that. He's at the punchline this weekend. Uh, Mitch Fattel, welcome back to the Mark Mark. Aaron Show. Mark, you're one of my favorite radio guys. I'm not just saying that because you're in front of me. (laughs) I did your show last time I was here. Yeah. and, uh, And you were one of the few... Like comedians, we have to do this all the time, and then usually it's just boring, and the people you talk to are just horrible, and they make a lot of weird sound effects, and they make (laughs) you do a lot of weird- The morning shows are- You walk in, they go, they immediately- I remember last time I was on a show, it was like, we could just talk, but uh, but, uh, a lot of radio shows, you go in, and they say, uh, so so give us the bits to set you up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's not stand-up comedy. It's sitting yeah. down talking with a, exactly. you know, and it sounds fake and phony, and then it just comes out like. And then, so have you ever have you ever heard of a guys named um, Bob and Tom? Yes, they're horrible. <laughs> and what they do is, before you go in there, they make you write down five bits, and then I don't know how. I honestly don't know how people listen to him, and I'm saying it because I'm just hoping that they don't have me on again because it's so horrible. <laughs> and you go in and they go. And they and, and and it sounds so fake. Yeah, so they, they you go like, okay, ask me about like you know that I'm not allowed to you know have uh, sex anymore or something. Well, I heard you can't have sex yeah, anymore. Yeah. So awful. yeah, it's just awful. Well, so. uh, that's well because the Mark Aram Show audience is a, is a, uh, a intelligent, writer, intelligent audience. They're not hillbillies. Yeah, exactly. So we, we don't want to hear bits. We yeah. want to know. We want to know about you, the person. Yeah. And I'm gonna. Well, tie I can't that have in. sex anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Mark. I do want to tie that in because <laughs> it's interesting you say that. And I don't know if we talked about this last time because yeah. my memory is horrible. Uh-huh. But in, in doing research for for tonight's show. Yeah. Um, I discovered that you were an intern on the Howard, Howard Stern, Stern show. That's where I started. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, honestly, uh, I'm a big Stern guy, yeah. and I, I I credit my interview style somewhat toward him. I think a lot of people, including me as a stand-up comedian, were inspired by him. You know, 20 years ago, yeah. and it's and it's weird. It's just it's like for a guy to be that powerful that he just has inspired so many different. Because I mean, when I was a kid. I mean, he didn't inspire me to be a stand-up. I always wanted to be a stand-up, but he inspired me to want to be, to be uh, honest. Because yeah. he was always very honest about exactly. his life. And I always appreciated that, yeah. and I thought that that was so refreshing to hear as a kid. So it inspired me to tell the truth about my life and stuff. What, and be so, yourself is basically what I got from him. Yeah, and know? also, you know what he else he taught me? It's like he taught me that you could be cool just being yourself you could be a nerd like he was kind of like he was like kind of the nerd that made it you know and proved that like there could be cool to be a nerd kind of you know how how did you get that internship how did that happen so 
There was a comedian, you may have remembered him, named David Brenner. Do you remember oh, David I, Brenner? I love David Brenner. Well, you shouldn't, because he's a horrible human really? being. Really? He's dead now, thank yeah, God. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, yeah, really he, awful person? He stole from me. He stole, oh. he, I worked oh, on his, I was an intern, and I worked on his show, and mm. I came up with an idea for a skit for his show, and they just took it, and they never said anything about it or anything. That's he awful. Took it. He's a horrible human being. I'm glad he's dead. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, so I was working on his show. as an intern on his show. Mm-hmm. Howard Stern was a guest. Howard Stern's the producer was there. I told him, I was like, hey, man, I'd love to work on Howard's show. I'm a big fan. You know, you put these things out in the universe. You don't expect anything to happen. Yeah. Six months later, I got a call, and they're like, hey, we have an internship free. I was 19 years old, I was such a little baby at the time, and I was like, sure. And I went to him, I worked for him for six months, and it was an amazing experience. What, what station was he at? Was it K-Rock. K-Rock at that time? Yeah, K-Rock. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So, all right, well, now you've blown my mind with the David Brenner, because he's always considered like one of the the yeah. pillars of, of stand-up yeah. history. You know what David Brenner is to me? Uh, and listen, everybody's going to still like that guy, but he's like, you know how uh, there's these idols and then there's these people that kind of know them behind the scenes mm-hmm. and it kind of like you know like you look at Madonna you go she's obviously a brilliant brilliant performer yeah. but she must be a nightmare to work for <laughs> yeah, I mean she it. must be you Absolutely. hear I mean she's never <laughs> she can't keep a marriage uh-huh. she must just be a miserable person what I what I what I know is because I worked with David Brenner maybe I know him better yeah. I just know that like he was very nice to me but then when he got a script that I wrote, I handed him a script. Stole it. He just stole it. Ugh. And so I kind of know inside what kind of person he is, now but I, most people don't know. And I, that's like, funny. You know, I, I did, obviously didn't know him personally, and I respected and really liked his stand-up. But I, can, I totally can see how he would not be a good dude yeah, off, off yeah, stage. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, there's a lot of people in show business that does that to you. But then there's some good people, too. I mean... He, I, the thing that bothered me about him dying, mm-hmm. if I can be a little serious yeah, here, more, is that I always felt like there was never any closure in me actually calling him out on it yeah. because I was a kid when he did it, and then all of a sudden I became a successful stand-up, and I was like, you know, one day I'm going to run waves. into him, and I'm going I'm to make waves. I'm just going to say to him, hey, do you remember you did this? Yeah. Just to see if it was stuck with him. But, but you know, celebrities tend to have their public persona and then their persona... I mean, look... Yeah, how many times have you heard that Steve Harvey is a freaking nightmare to work with? <laughs> he's supposedly a nightmare, yeah. and he's been bad to the people that work for him. Oh, the memos, the infamous memos that he memos. Out, he's yeah. obviously a horrifyingly bad human <laughs> being. His wife, his ex-wife, said that he was like a jailer and like just abused her and yeah. stuff. But on camera, he he's, seems like the sweetest guy in the world. As a matter of fact, I'm a big fan of the guy. Yeah. I still like him, and I've heard he's a you horrible human stuff. being. So uh, I like you. You are Mitch Fatale. You are at the yes. punchline tonight. And tomorrow, Steve Harvey opening three shows. <laughs> he used to live in Atlanta. I think he's back in Chicago. Oh, is he now. really an Atlanta yeah, guy? He used yeah. to be. Um, three shows tomorrow, six, eight, and ten. Tickets available online at punchline.com. One more thing. I, yes, and sir. again, I for, forgive me. It's been a while since you've been. No, here. I love I talking. Should have Go listened on. Listen to my interview with with you from the last time, but um, you were on the Doctor Cat show. Yeah, on Comedy that's Central, big, big, uh, which is one of my. Favorite shows of all time, Jonathan wow. Katz. It was if uh, for the millennials out there, check it yeah. out on YouTube or Hulu or net wherever you can find it now. And it's sad that that show is is like for, not even like, kind of forgotten about with the new generation because yeah. it was such a good show. Brilliant. So basically, it was uh, Jonathan Katz played uh, on the show Katz. in this cartoon, a doctor, a psychiatrist, and all of his patients were were comedians. 
Where did you fit on the show? How did you get on that show? And let's talk about that. It's just Katz. one of those lucky things where he was a fan of mine. And the great thing is, if you could ever look up the episode and find it, it's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you look it up, uh, Laura was his uh, was his uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. Laura was his, oh, yeah. was his... Laura happens to be Sarah Silverman's sister. I, don't, I, don't I know did if you know, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sarah, Sarah Silverman's sister is Laura. And so... Uh, she plays a mean character on that, just kind of a blase. Yeah, yeah. And I had this funny idea that I would go in and try to pick her up. And when I went in, I said, I have this funny idea where like, I'll try to pick up Laura and try to talk to her. And they're like, okay, do it. And I was like, okay, where's Laura? And they're like, uh, no, just do it. And then we'll put in her lines yeah, yeah. after. Just And I was like, oh, so really? improving with so, no one And there. you know this is a radio guy. Like They put you in a booth sometimes and yeah. you're like, you're, you know. And so I had to go in and have it. And I thought that's never going to work. And they did it brilliantly. And now in that show, you see me coming out trying to have a conversation with Laura, trying to ask her out, and her just telling me no. And uh, I keep trying, keep trying. She keeps saying no. And it looks like we're right there in the room together. And that's, that's a kind of a cool so that, thing. So that was you, – you pitched ideas. So you didn't go in. They didn't have a script and say, all right, Mitch, come in. This is what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, they, they, said, they said, come in and do some bits that you have, and then we'll fit it into you sitting on the therapist chair. And I, so I did a couple of bits and then they said, and you know, every now and then, and, and again, Dr. Katz wasn't there either. They said every now and then just say certain things, you know, and we'll put in Dr. Katz's voice or Dr. Katz will do it later yeah. too. So I just went in there and said, is this, is this normal Dr. Katz? And I would say those things <laughs> and then oh, I, and no one was there. And yeah. then all of a sudden you'd see it when it was filmed, we're done. They have him going like, yeah, that's kind of normal, Mitch. And it sounds so <laughs> that's real. That's amazing. So then I said, hey, and I also have some other ideas that I'd like to do, like bits where I was like picking up lore and stuff. And they're like, yeah, do it. Sure, do everything you want. And I was and like- And they just build it around that's that. Isn't that cool? That's yeah. Amazing. And it was I, a great show. I so. love that show. And this is a true story. Uh, that show came out when I was in college. Yeah. And I remember uh, bringing a date home. We went out to dinner. Yeah, you know, whatever, Red Lobster, whatever I could afford. Yeah, in college. Ooh, that yeah, was a big, big day. Night. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm like, let's gonna go get home. to second base with exactly. some Red Lobster. Like, let's go watch Doctor Katz on VHS because right. you know, this is that long ago. The big time. And she didn't like it, and I'm like, no. How do you not like it? She's like, the the drawings are making me nauseous. This the the way that it was animated. And yeah, she didn't yeah. Laugh. I broke up with her the next yeah. day. Yeah, you don't want to like, go out with that girl. Exactly. You that girl like deserves Dr. David Brenner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It's horrible. Yeah. Mitch Fattel on the Mark Aram Show. He's at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow. Tickets online at punchline.com. Um, this is not a bit, but you are a new dad. I want to ask you about that. Um, you and know, now I'm trying to convince you to become a dad I now. know. I, I, we talked about this off the air. I do want to have kids. You have to and have I, them. And I'm going to have kids eventually. Yeah. But- I'm just a very selfish individual, and I know my world will be turned upside down when yes. I, once I have kids. You won't want to work anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's, just, it's true. A lot of your motivation changes. My motivation used to be to get girls. Now my motivation is to just put food on the table. Yeah. It's kind of a different kind of motivation, and it's amazing. And uh, I never thought I was going to do it, and then my wife put on some red stockings, and we have a baby. <laughs> First child? <laughs> First and only. Yeah, I just got snipped. So, no, <laughs> yeah, no more kids good coming out of there. So. It, it's a life changer. How old? How old's your son? Five months. Five months old. Yeah, and no regrets. You love this. No, I mean we're still not sure if we're going to keep him or not, but <laughs> he's cool right now for what it's worth. So I mean, far, you know, so good. Yeah, so, so far so good. So you're back on the road now. Yeah, five month old, double edged sword. Like you're going to miss him, but you can sleep now, right? Dude, you just perfectly encapsulated my job. It's double edged sword. Love getting out on the road, sleeping, can watch my porn again. You know, like every life goes back to like, but then 
you have this, and all dads can probably attest to this who go away for work even for the day. You have like a kind of like this dull ache in your heart because yeah. your child is. It's crazy how much you you never thought. This is the thing: is, a, is you are a selfish person until you have a kid, and then you love not being selfish yeah. anymore. You, you just love it, it because there's just so much. So I would recommend it to anyone, um, and uh, and then just don't just be done with sex because it <laughs> won't happen. Have to, like that's like one of those cliche things that I'm like, Should my wife happen. has a baby now, and she has very little. Those breasts are very very. Uh, legendary to me now. I, I've heard about them. I see them occasionally because the baby enjoys them and it's like looks a fable. so. And it and it is true. Like he does. My son looks at me while he's on the breast with just this like you have no chance of getting back to these. These are mine now. You you selfish man. So, a dad. Can you hang out one more segment? Of course, man. All right. Mitch Vitale is in studio and on stage tonight. You can still see him tonight. Hurry down to the Punchline, the new location in Buckhead, at yeah. the Landmark Diner on Roswell Road. Tickets available online at punchline.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Mitch Vitale, always a pleasure in studio. Welcome back to Atlanta, by the way. Love being here, man. Welcome yep. you back to Atlanta. Georgia's been a big part of my life. I've been coming here. Did you know that Punchline was one of the first clubs I ever played as a comedian? Really? Like 20 years ago. Wow. Man. You, and you look you still look like you're 22, which is got to be good in Yeah, the, in which the is crazy. You yeah. look pretty young too. I'm I mean, we're pre- we're we're, uh, <laughs> I'm we're doing pretty good though. Yeah. I think show business keeps you young. I do. I just think it's just such a vibrant business that it's just like you can people have no idea like that I'm I'm basically in my, you know, I'm up there now. Yeah. Like I could be a grandpa, and wow. I look like I'm in 35. You My do. wife is 36, and people think we're the same age. Very so cool. yeah, yeah, it's just good for show business. Uh, good company today, or company. I'll, I'll let you judge on good. We got the uh, the uh, Sweet 16 down at Phillips Arena this weekend. What's that? Oh, oh, the best! Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> the Sweet Sixteen party. Oh, my, yeah. I was my, gonna say, like, my cousin dude, Cindy. I can't go to the Sweet Sixteen. I'm married. <laughs> and uh, and the, the vice president was in earlier this afternoon, as I'm sure you knew. So maybe he'll come to the punchline tonight and see you. Hey, I gotta talk to you about something. First yeah. of all, you just said Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and I and I thought you were talking about Sweet Sixteen. Is it funny now? I don't I don't know if we're the same generation. Now. I think we're but but were you the generation? Uh, just so I can gauge for me and you that like Kiss was kind of big when yeah, we were kids. Absolutely. So. I look back now. I was a big Kiss fan, mm-hmm. and as a kid, that remember they had that song "Christine 16? Yes, absolutely. And I used to sing that song. I think it was fine. Then you get older, you're like, man, you it's that's, creepy. You could never sing a, that. A song. lot of like, uh, I think there's a White Snake song that's very inappropriate as well. A little yeah. later on in that hair, uh, yeah. It's uh, crazy. She was only 17, 17. Yeah. It's... But I remember as a, as a little boy thinking like, man, 16, that's <laughs> that's old. Like, And now I get old and I'm like, these are old men yes. singing Christine 16. I was like, it's horrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, and it's still such a great song. Yeah. I, which Just is, don't but sing it out loud. You could never make that song now. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Mitch, we love you. Tell us where we can find you online and social media. Okay, and so it's stuff. Twitter. It's the at Mitch Fatel, M-I-T-C. H-F-A-T-E-L, Facebooks, facebook.com slash Mitch Fatel. I guess I'm supposed to get myself one of those Instagrams that all the kids have, but I don't have one of those yet. That's where it's going. Well, I think I do have one. It's called a real Mitch Fatel. Somebody took my Instagram name. I don't know who would do that. Someone took my Snapchat name. 
Like really? What the point? What's the point? Yeah. And what are they trying to sell it back to know. or something? They and haven't so, contacted me yet. So stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> I will not pay for it. If you do that to people, you're evil, and you should work with Steve Harvey. All right. You want know to try to do? I'm going to track down. Well, I'm going to have Longoria track down the Doctor Katz uh, scenes that you're in on YouTube. Maybe awesome. we'll play them next next half hour. I love that. Yeah. yeah cool. 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 Awesome. Mitch, always a pleasure, brother. Love coming in, Mark. See him at the Punchline this weekend at punchline.com for tickets, news, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. All right, welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. At your beck and call till 9 in the p.m. Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Coming up in just a second, uh, comedian Rachel Feinstein, fresh off the Conan O'Brien Show, will join us. Always love talking to her. Um, Loti and Longoria, of course, the best in the business. Longoria was able to... In the break, find some uh, Dr. Katz clips uh, from when Mitch Fattel was on the show. Um, I, I mean, if, you, if you've never seen the show, Dr. Katz, you need to watch it. Um, but here are some uh, audio portions of the uh, cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's so funny. Dr. Katz, Mitch Fattel on the legendary Dr. Katz show. Hey, Laura. Yeah? Do you have a boyfriend? None of your business. Do you want to be my girlfriend? No. Hey, Laura? No. Laura? No. No. I'm a great boyfriend. I would do everything for her because I'm whipped. Uh Uh-huh. I never complained when I got sent out on errands. That's how you know you're a boyfriend, Dr. Katz, when all you'll do is just get sent out to get stuff. Well. And you look forward to it because you get to see other guys at the store, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm walking around, and I'm like, hey, Stan, what are you sent out for? Let me see your note. Oh, I need pads, too. Let's walk together. And when you get sent out to get something, you better get exactly what you were sent out for. You get sent right the hell back to stand on line with the other reject boyfriends. And they all want to talk to you, you know? Like the guy in front of me, he's like, what are you here for? And I'm like, um, I bought a Spanish onion and I needed a yellow onion. And he's like, what's the difference? And I'm like... That is not for us to ask. I'm not even supposed to be talking to you. Do you know that women can only get pregnant two days out of every month, Dr. Katz? Only two days. Yes. And only one day is the main day. The second day, they're already pulling down the gate and closing up. Mm -hmm. And like a real tricky sperm can kind of be like, I just want to talk to the egg. I'll be right out. I just want to see if my friend's in there. I'm starting to get recognized on the street, Dr. Katz. I am from all my TV shows. Like, I was walking on the street, and this girl came over to me. She's really hot. She's wearing those um, nails with the designs on them. Mm-hmm. And um, she came over to me, and she's like, hey, I saw you on Letterman. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have sex. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, are you retarded? Dr. Katz, I was actually fired as a Denny's dishwasher. Jeez, I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's sad. They don't fire anyone. They didn't even know how to fire me. They had never done it in the history of Denny's. They just sent me out to take out the garbage and then lock the door behind me. And I'm like, let me in. And they're like, go to Wendy's. It sucks being a small guy like this because I can't fight anyone, you know? Yeah. Like, my neighbor keeps his music really loud, so I had to go upstairs and be like, excuse me, can you please lower the music? And he's like, are you an idiot? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. And what I really want to say is, how about I just knock your teeth down your throat, you moron? But, you know, my body can't back that up. 
I've often thought about just jumping him when he turns around, but then he'd just be like, do you want a piggyback ride? I was reading this book, mm -hmm. and they said that hypnotism can help you remember your childhood, so I think that you should hypnotize me. Okay, it's not my strength. I am now hypnotized. I had a bad childhood. Do you want me to act like a chicken? That would be nice. I am not hypnotized anymore. You know, they say you can't be hypnotized if you, if you don't want to be. I am now hypnotized. I don't know where I stand on the gay issue, Dr. Katz. Yeah. Like, I just agree with whoever I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. You know, like, one guy can be like, two guys having sex is an insult to God. And I'm like, woo, praise the Lord. And then another guy can be like, what two people do in the privacy of their own home is their own business. And I'm like, oh, I love men. Well, you, you know what the music means, Mitch. We're going to have to stop now. Do you think I can bring my own music next time? If I let you bring your music, I'd have to let everybody bring their own music. Am I your favorite out of everybody? And I want you to be very honest with me. Thanks to Longoria for finding those clips. Uh, now joining us on the program, Rachel Feinstein. It's amazing how the Mark Aram Show works. Our next guest first appeared on the program a couple of months ago, and since then she's seen a meteoric rise in her career, including an appearance on Conan O'Brien the other night, Netflix, Comedy Central. Uh, welcome back, and you're welcome to comedian Rachel Feinstein. How are you, Rachel? Thank you. Thank you for having me. This, you're on a, um, this is crazy what's going on with you right now. It's it's fun. I mean, like I'm I'm excited about Netflix, especially because, um, you know, everybody watches Netflix, so people aren't watching TV like our parents anymore. Where you know they're just not turning on the TV at nine o'clock to see your thing. So um, Netflix is where you want to be for, you know, to have a special. So um, I'm excited. Things are off the hook. Yeah, they do a lot. <laughs> Um, and a, you should see me right now because I'm just kind of laying here with like a muffin on my chest, and things now, don't look off the hook at all. I'm uh, I'm, I'm taking credit for your for your career, but obviously I shouldn't. Um, you, it's all you, Mark. It, it has been all me. Um, you made me who I am. The, <laughs> as as a comedian, Netflix is kind of like what the HBO stand up specials were back in the '80s and '90s, right? This is that's the new landing place for stand ups. Is is Netflix? It really is. Like I, I've done three specials. Two half hours, one hour. I would love to take some of that content back and put it on Netflix now because that's where people are watching it, you know. So, but uh, but you can't do that. You can't go back and redo things and everything's as it's supposed to be. That's what the Lord said, Mark. That is what the Lord but, said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Feinstein joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Um, I caught you on Conan the other day. That was, that was really cool as well. How did that go for you? I, that was really exciting for me. I was so excited to meet Conan. I mean, I've loved him since, you know, high school. I mean, I used to watch him all the time. So I was so excited to meet him. And he was pretty awesome. He hung out with um, with me and my brother and his wife for a little bit after. Like, he just stayed and chatted, and he was really cool. I was aggressively starstruck. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that because he seems like such a nice dude. I, w I was hoping he'd be a, a, a cool guy in, in person. So He's just like he is on camera. He's just like silly and, you know, like he was he was just funny. He was joking when we took a picture together. He's like, should I put both hands up in the air? You know, like <laughs> we were just, he was like, I got to be very careful here now. I, I got to um, ask you about a. He uh, said he was going to put both hands straight up. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask you about a recent uh, wedding you attended. Um, a fellow comedian got married, uh, Amy Schumer. 
Um, you yeah. guys, you guys been pals for a long time. How did you guys meet on the circuit? How how does that relationship develop? You know, I I think we might have met through. We, we always try to remember how we met. We tell people that we met in like um, Hebrew school, but that's that's a lie. Um, <laughs> That's an active lie, but I think we might have met through um, Joanne Grigioni, who's, I know we met through stand-up, but she used to be a Comedy Central, an executive of Comedy Central, and now she she's in charge of the Netflix uh, special, one of the people in charge of the net, booking Netflix, her and Robbie Pra. So um, I think Joanne might have introduced us. Um, so anyway, but we met through stand-up and, um, and through that scene, I think through her, and we just got really close. And then we made Women Who Kill with... Um, um, Marina Franklin and Bridget Everett, and then the four of us. Uh, I think it was like Nikki, Marina. I mean, Nikki, Bridget, and I, and Amy and I have been taking a lot of vacations together. So we enjoy it. We just like to go to beaches. That the the marriage kind of caught me by surprise. Did you know? I mean, obviously, you knew it was happening, but um, I knew it was going to happen. What, yeah. What's the? What, tell me about her. Her uh, new husband. I don't Mark, know anything I had about the inside him. Scoop. Um, he's he's awesome. He's uh he's a chef. He's got a lot going on. He's um, he wrote a book about cooking and growing up in Martha's Vineyard. He's got like he sort of has this interesting kind of idyllic life. People that grew up in Martha's Vineyard, they're really interesting. You know, it's just kind of it's such a lovely place, and nothing's quite like it. So his sister um, is Amy's assistant, and that's how they met. No kidding. And yeah, so so that's how they met originally, and um, and. You know, and he's just, yeah, I mean, he's great. Like, he's got, he's a pretty impressive guy, and he can cook really well. He cooked a Thanksgiving meal for us, and it was really, it was tight. That's a good skill to have, being able to, to whip up a, a gourmet meal. As a dude, I would imagine, that's that's uh, that's pretty attractive to to females, to be able to cook for your lady. Pretty hot, yeah. And he's a, <laughs> he's a farmer, too, so he, like, you know, he does everything himself. He, um... Yeah, like if if you're having chicken, it's chicken that he's killed in a respectful manner. <laughs> um, not, you know, it's not like that factory kind of food. You know, he really is like um, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I know I couldn't do it. I've, I've, uh, I've never been uh, a farmer myself. No. but I guess you already knew that. They did not you? teach us farming <laughs> in Hebrew school. We we would we would send money to plant trees in Israel. That was as close to farming as we got. Was raising money for Israeli trees. Um, Rachel Feinstein joining us on the Mark Aram Show. So Amy's married now. What what's your social uh, life looking like? What what's your dating status? I'm engaged. Um, I'm engaged. Getting married in the fall. Excellent. And is your husband, your yeah. your fiance, a chef also, or what does he do? He's a fireman. He's um he just made captain here in New York. So so yeah. That's um, that's pretty much through... the ultimate uh, fantasy for a woman, right? Is to have a firefighter husband. Pretty hot. I'm into it. I always wear his captain's hat around the house. When he comes home, I'm like, I ask for him to salute me. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I'm always like, respect the rank. I'd like a salute when you come in, please. As I lay here with the same muffet on my chest and the captain's hat on. That's fantastic. Rachel, tell us again before we let you go uh, about the Netflix special, Comedy Central, all the good stuff that you got out right now. Uh, my Netflix special, you can see, is part of the half-hour series called The Stand-Up, season two. So you look up the stand-ups, and there's other, five other great comics on, um, like really good comics on this season. So, um, And last season's pretty tight, too, so the stand-ups, is where you find it on Netflix. You can watch Mike Conan on the TBS website or on YouTube, and you can go to my website, 
rachel-feinstein.com for all my touring info or for at Twitter at, at Rachel Feinstein. Rachel, Rachel, thanks for the time. I am very proud of you. Continued success, and we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Mark. Talk hey. to you soon. Thanks, Rachel. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Mark Aram here on a Friday Eve. Very busy week for me. Tomorrow, I've got my fantasy baseball auction, which is like the biggest thing in the world to me. Very excited for that. And then Sunday, if you want to come see me, I will be at the Atlanta Auto Show from 10 to noon with uh, WSB TV's Linda Stouffer, the nicest lady ever, and uh, WSB's Veronica Harrell will be down there as well. So if you're out and about on Sunday, you can come see me at the Atlanta Auto Show 10 to noon with uh, Linda Stouffer and Veronica Harrell. And I believe tomorrow, if you want to go to the Auto Show from 10 to noon, uh, Ashley Frasca and our good pal Fred Blankenship will be down there. So uh, WSB TV and radio personalities all week of the week uh, at the Atlanta Auto Show at the Georgia World Congress Center. Uh, But I will be there if you want to come see me on Sunday from 10 to noon. If you have any questions about that or anything about uh, my sad, sad existence, you can tweet at me at Mark Aram. Uh, My Facebook page is Mark Aram WSB, and my Instagram account is uh, at Mark Aram. Um, I'm starting to use Instagram more, uh, more and more. That's catching fire. Folks are fleeing Facebook because of all this stuff. Um, and I still love Twitter, but uh, more po- more people are using Instagram now. So check out some uh, cool pictures on Instagram. Again, it's at Mark Aram. All right, hang tight. News, weather, and traffic next. This is the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to The Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.